0: Well, good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida.
2: And I am Jamie Jennings, and I am currently in Norman, Oklahoma. And you are, my computer is too slow to be able to (laughs) scroll where I'm supposed to scroll. So why don't you tell everybody what episode you're listening to?
0: Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for September the 27th. Oh my God. Uh, This is episode 2770. It's brought to you by Eagle Equine Products. Good morning, Horse World. I have good news I and it. bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, too late. The bad. It's Monday.
2: But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. Hey. Oh, hello, Glenn.
0: Hello. Hey, do you know we you know that we have a lot of listeners in Sweden? And we found out that one of the reasons we have a lot of listeners there is they all are taught English as a second language, so they can actually listen to our show. There's a lot of horses in Sweden, but also a new study shows that the um, most that popular or that podcasts are the most popular and they were studying which countries have the highest listenership for podcasts. Sweden is number 1
2: does
0: that actually mean something
2: i just said hello friends oh there you go i said it right because (laughs) h-e-j i don't know how to pronounce that but edge you know it probably
0: has a in it so uh
2: you know what there everybody not to be like whatever but everybody in sweden is so pretty that they are it, I, I, don't, I, can't, I don't know i just feel like it should be a beautiful sound and i can't make that sound so <laughs>
0: well sweden was number one in podcast listeners almost 50 percent of the population listen to podcasts uh ireland and brazil were number two and three nice so uh well, usa I'm, and canada and australia and all the others were down the list but sweden was by far number one so let's
2: th- say alone portuguese so.
0: so welcome to all our swedish listeners
2: Hello, you I you <laughs> there, you
0: go. there, I'm sure that was done with the correct accent, too. What's yeah, coming up on like today's that. show that's in English?
2: Um, today's show, auditor and photographer Liz Van Warden joins us with tips on how to take better horsey pics, which we all need to know. And our equidermic guest is the unbridled goddess Tara Davis. And you have uh, some equestrian first problems that you all... I, I'm, I, there's so many... People are, like, there's so many problems. So we're going to actually do a two-part series today of equestrian first world problems. And uh, there you go. That's what we're getting into.
0: You know, when we started doing really bad ads, we thought eventually we'd run out. When we started doing equestrian first world problems, I was like, people can't have that many problems every week. We're getting more and more every week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
2: my gosh. It's very sad. (laughs) It is.
0: You have a couple of birthdays, though. Happy birthday! Happy birthday,
1: happy, happy, birthday to
0: you! <laughs> we have an auditor with a birthday, and one one today, and she is a very special to us. She, uh, she's she been very kind to us in the past. She's very active over there at Monty Roberts Place at Flag is Up Farms, and that's our friend Nellie Kennedy.
2: <sighs> Happy Nelly. birthday, Nelly. Happy birthday. Uh she she gave me a bur- a birthday gift from her yesterday. So uh she, she's the most generous and and loving kind person in the world. All those things that you hope people say about you when you die, we get to say about them when she's alive. Because <laughs> yeah. she's just that amazing. So, she is. Nelly, you know why I'm hugging you right now. And uh, I love I love you, girl. And she's Happy one birthday. of the few
0: listeners that we have met that both of us have met at separate times. So mm-hmm. yeah. I loved spending some time with her at a conference once. I don't even remember what conference it was. But Nelly, we love you. Also, we somebody else we love and that uh our sponsor for today's show, Equiderma's president Bethany Paget. It's her birthday as well, so happy birthday to happy her! Happy birthday! And thank you so much for being a sponsor of our show. We also have two new auditors: Patty Otto, Patty Otto, and Geraldine Gibson. Now, you said Patty and is near, lives near you. Yes, yeah.
2: Patty is lives right down the street. She's a local eventer, and oh, I wow. was not aware that she listens to this show. And I am going <laughs> to take offense. We <laughs> have to talk about that. Patty. Wait
0: a minute, we have to look and see if we ever talked about her in the past. Uh. <laughs>
2: I, I haven't had anything, anything funny to say about her. Cause she's actually really, you know, what's funny is when I first moved here, I met a horse person and I said, okay, who are like the normal, nice, like horse people in the area. And the girl goes, me and Patty Otto. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: and i'm sure geraldine is too she just doesn't live in oklahoma Apparently,
2: she's not my neighbor yeah, exactly. so i can't speak to that but awesome patty thanks for joining
0: us. and if, if both of you have not joined the horse radio network page go to hrn auditors and ask to join and we'll, we'll you're gonna we'll have you to there.
2: filter through a lot of riffraff Glenn, <laughs> but they'll get in there
0: and they'll get in there no problem hey it's your turn
2: Um, yeah, I've filtered through the riffraff because there's a lot of people trying to join the auditor page because they're so awesome. Everybody, I wanted to give my daily winning out to each and every one of the auditors y'all know that certain things have happened to me recently. And I appreciate all of your love and support and all of the kind words and all, I mean, like these people, it's, it's, it's a family, it's a community. It's weird. What did you do to these people? Like they're all like. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I have family all over the world, thanks well, to well, let's, the auditors. let's just talk about Friday. We did
0: a show on Friday, and both of us were in a mood. I was especially in a bad mood. Glenn
2: said, I don't want to do I this didn't even want to do
0: the show, because I was just, I'd had a week. And I just didn't want to even do the show. And we I can't go into why. But so, um, so, so so we get to the end of the show, and we're like, nobody's listening to this anyway. We should just quit. We were in really bad ads. And we said, ah, if anybody's still listening, let us know. And then in, we did a post show and we were convinced nobody was listening to that because we had been awful up to that point. And, uh, we got about a 1000 comments saying how much they thought Fridays was their favorite show ever. So apparently if we're in a bad mood, we do a better show. Yeah, <laughs> it's
2: like, yeah. It's just the fact that we didn't have any guests, our guests didn't show up. Like we're Glenn is salty, <laughs> I'm just tired and and it made for a lot of energy. Apparently
0: it was funny. I, you know what's funny is we get that. When we don't think we're funny on an episode cuz we're whatever, in a bad mood or whatever. Uh that's the day we get the most comments.
2: Okay, well just the follow up (laughs) to Friday's show, Glenn. This is important. People a lot of people have been asking me, Yes, Farm Boy came back. Oh that's right. Came back over the weekend before his parents got, you know, in town, he made a trip out, went for a ride with me, helped me out and then went home and probably showered all the horse off him. So his parents didn't know that he was uh, involved (laughs) with horses and, um, and he's coming back today again. He is just a glutton for punishment. And, uh, yeah, I took him on the little trail ride out back, um, and here's the issue right now is that these they're they're trees like I mean it's a trail it's cut through a a completely overgrown place and there's like a tiny trail well it is orb spider season
0: oh it is here too oh <laughs> we have my the banana God. spiders <laughs> it was
2: I was like ah, and I mean and I'm in the front and I finally was like you get in the front I can't eat it <laughs> you need way. to carry a
0: stick a long whip or something
2: yeah no I mean I could if I was riding. Trained horses, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm usually tiptoeing my way around there trying not to, you know, fall off. So, uh, yeah, so that was one update. And then, um, another update, just a, a random side note, Glenn. You know, sometimes I go to the, my other daily, when he goes to a listener called Betty Faye, because when I was visiting Betty Faye, she had this book, she has a whole bookcase full of horse books. And I saw one, I pulled it out and it was a book on like reading horses, body language. And it's actually downstairs. I don't know who the author is right now, but I can tell you guys, but it, it, it describes watching horses, body language in particular. One of the chapters is talking about how you read horses, body language, when they're in a race and on the track, are you going to get that Viv? Thank you all oh, chats going to get the, the book. Uh, so it has a particular chapter on how you read horses, body language bef- in the paddock before a race. So I went to Remington park yesterday. Okay. And I, I had the knowledge in my head of what I read in this book. And I was like, okay, I'm going to put the form down and I'm just going to use the horses body language To see if I can predict who the winners are. Okay. The book is called The Body Language of Horses by Tom Ainsley and Bonnie Ledbetter, revealing the nature of equine needs, wishes, and emotions and how horses communicate them, blah, blah, blah. Glenn, I won six out of six races. Really? I was amazing. I just. Use what the technique was in this book. And I once, well, actually, I won five out of six. And I'll tell you why I didn't win the sixth one because I, I had picked number seven. It was a chestnut and I went and I hit the screen and I picked number six. Um, and then when number six was a bay horse, I was like, Pup-a-pup! chestnut and of course the chestnut one <laughs> so i picked there. i plugged it because they don't really have people there was that the last race after computers.
0: about four or five drinks
2: yes i may they had a wine tasting there <laughs> oh, as well
0: how did i <laughs> was, guess this
2: <laughs> it was a it was derby day at the like oklahoma derby day and they had like six stakes races and i got to meet steve asmussen was there well i saw a picture of it. you
0: and steve asmussen did you just see him and run up to him and like grab him
2: Basically he's in the the middle in the paddock where they walk the horses around and then they have to kind of walk down onto the track and I was on the side and I was like, Steve, big fan, can I get a photo? And he comes over, he's like, Absolutely, darling. I take a picture and he walks off. So we're pretty much best friends now. <laughs> Just
0: like you and the Queen. It's all yeah, good. Yeah.
2: Exactly. And I would like to say too that um it was a really good picture of me. It was so actually. <laughs> I was thrilled. <laughs> It's a good picture of
0: him too, but. Uh.
2: <laughs> and I, also, as an aside, I would like to tell you that if if you're at a, a, a store and you have a choice between an Oklahoma wine and a wine made anywhere else in the world, choose those. <laughs> you know, all, I don't,
0: I've never been to Oklahoma, but all the movies. Uh, sort of show it as this dry, desolate earth, and
2: you know? half of the state is the east yeah. side is apparently very lush, and the west side is like Amarillo, Texas, like the Panhandle, Texas. So uh, it's it's very much. A, but what did I what did I describe the wine as? It was like, but well, first of all, one of them, I was like, oh, we just discovered the cure for COVID. <laughs> like one of them will cure COVID. I felt like I. I took a shot of Robitussin that was concentrated. <laughs> and what I call it. Oh, and the rest of the wines I call dirt syrup. <laughs> I was like, we have dirt syrup or the cure for COVID. Which would you prefer? Oh my god. Oklahoma wines. No offense to the people. I gave it a good old college try and uh, I was also. Well there with goes that and, sponsorship.
0: Right? right Oklahoma. <laughs> you know what?
2: The only sponsor things. They wrote to England. me on Friday and so <laughs> 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 would you like the COVID cure or the dirt syrup? Which one would you like? Because I got both over here. I'll just give you a little taste and sample of one. Now, were they and sweet? Are...
0: I like sweet wines. You don't every, like sweet wines, but I love every, sweet wines.
2: Every wine, Glenn, tasted like syrup and dirt. <laughs> You want the dirt syrup or the coca cure? And one of them had a horse on the label. And I was like, I'll take that one. And we'd say, this is sweet wine. It's strawberry. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it tastes taste like See, Boone's I would have loved it
0: probably because I hate dry wine. I hate wine of all kinds unless it's sweet.
2: Well, I, even their dry wine Send me
0: a bottle. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see if I like it. I'll you try it on the show.
2: You want. <laughs> you want We got some strawberry wine too. And then they had one that well, was like. Well, I started with Boone's like
0: Farm and still kind of like it. So does that tell you something? Strawberry Boone's Hill?
2: Boone's Farm wins.
0: Oh, really? Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. Then I'll just stick oh, to my two dollar yeah. bottle.
2: <laughs> uh, it was like it was like a film that enveloped my tongue, and I had to scrape it off <laughs> like, in the bathroom. It
0: was amazing. All right, and, let's yeah, get on with the show. Awesome. Hey, Awesome.
2: But we, again, I crushed it, and I over doubled. My, I mean, if I bet more than two dollars, what on was the, the, the name race, of the I'd book again? Million. So
0: everybody can go out and waste their money. <laughs>
2: The Body Language of Horses by Tom Ainsley okay. and Bonnie Ledbetter. I'm sure, and, it's a great dude. Book. I'm just telling you, I read about the stuff for the handicappers, and six out of six. And, and my friend Larissa was, amazing. she's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, what is happening?" Because usually I go. Horse to track and radio exactly. network
0: is not responsible for any money you lose uh, based on Jamie's recommendation.
2: Just well, throw that in. You, if it <laughs> was, or anything you owe else me we millions. talk about
0: in the show. <laughs> 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 All right, so we need your help. <clears throat> this is. Uh, International Podcast Day is this week. It's on the 30th. It's always on the 30th every year. And every year, we kind of make it a week. We've changed it to International Podcast Week. And we would love your help here at Horse Radio Network. Do you know that 70%—recent study—I actually read this one. A recent study showed that 70% of people that find new podcasts find it from referrals from friends. So what we're asking you to do is go out and tell everybody— If you like this show and you like listening to us, go out and tell, or any of the other shows in the Horse Radio Network, I don't care. Go tell your friends, post it on social media. I actually posted a banner you can use, go to Horses in the Morning, Facebook page, there's a banner you can download and actually put on your page. It says you love horses in the morning. You can use that. You can do your own post. We don't care. Tell your friends at the barn. If they say, what's a podcast, which we'd still get. If they say, what's a podcast? Grab their phone and show them right on the homepage that they have a podcast button.
2: What station are y'all on?
0: Yeah. And then and then take their phone and download our shows. Download Horses in the Morning for them and get it loaded up. Show them how to use it. That's how we're going to convert the rest of the horse world into listening to podcasts. So tell your friends at The Barn. Post it on social media. Uh, you know, posts where people ask about horse podcasts, I've seen those where individuals say, hey, what's your favorite horse podcast? Get on there and promote us. That helps a lot. Um, so we have the – and also for auditors, we have banners available uh, in the auditor room. And for auditors, we have a roadshow stickers that we're going to send out to the first 50 auditors that prom- uh, promote our shows on their page. And the instructions are all there on the auditor page. So go check it out there. We're not we're not close to 50 yet, so you got plenty of time. And uh, we would love, we would just love to have your help in helping promote the shows here on the Horse Radio Network. It's what helps us grow. It also is what helps keep the advertisers happy, which keeps us on the air. Otherwise, we're not here. So, um, we thank you for your help, and uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about this later in the week as well. I know Jamie and and I, I'm doing a special thing for for podcasters, and I know Jamie's doing another show. We're trying to help get the word out uh, on different shows as well. So. We appreciate you listening yes, and helping. I'm
2: interviewed on another podcast on Wednesday, an eventing podcast.
0: I know. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's cool. And then, uh, you know, just as a side note, uh, we were very honored. Uh, this is official now, and we have sponsors lined up now. Um w- Jemmy and I, who you remember producer Jemmy used to be on our show, have been asked by the Podfest conference, which is the second largest podcasting conference, to do their official podcast. So the podcast Podfest podcast, say that fast. We are the hosts of the Podfest podcast and that's going to be starting in October. We're very excited to be sharing to be sharing with that community and and also, you know, sharing a little bit about what we've learned in the well combined between us, it's over 12,000 episodes produced. So Um, we're excited about that as well. Just a side note. I was happy about that last week. And now, let's do round one. It's time for the weekly look at
2: your equestrian first world problems.
1: This ought to be good.
2: Well, remember equestrian first world problems are real problems that our auditors have. And they're very sad and they're very emotional. And um, we're going to have a a two-parter because I couldn't even get them all sorted uh, out. There was over, I think, 60 to 80 comments. And that is a lot of problems that you sad and i'm sorry and so we're gonna get through them we're gonna get through them together and as a team and as a family so if you would like to be a part of equestrian first world problems you need to be an auditor how do you do that glenn
0: just go to Network.com, scroll down the right hand side of the page click on the auditor banner and you too can join for as little as three dollars a month should i just play this at the beginning are there any that girls should i just do we know are there any that girls
2: Are you going to play right now? Yeah, I'll just because you can. You can wait. You can wait. Okay, I'll wait then. All right. Because uh, this first one's not at that girl. Because Chantel says it needs to freeze to kill all the flies, so (laughs) my poor horse can be more comfortable. But then my roses will stop blooming.
0: (laughs) We've had bad flies this year. It's been awful.
2: I choose dead flies over roses. Get your priorities straight, Chantel.
0: Hey, our landlord uh, tried the fly predators for the first time this year, and it really did help. Cut them about 75%.
2: I thought you just said flies were worse this year.
0: They were until he we got the fly predators.
2: Oh, and yeah. You got to start them early, and then the flies won't get bad at all.
0: Yeah, well, we really started work. them a little late, but there were definitely less. When we got back from the trip, it was a lot less than it was before.
2: Carrie says, I got all excited because a pretty new saddle pad arrived in the mail, but it's a gift for a friend, so I don't get to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where
0: uh, the traveling HRN saddle pad is.
2: Who knows by now, but I do love that. My husband is sitting in the the, right behind me listening to this because then he realizes I'm not the only crazy one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Anna says, I really, really want to buy my fancy, buy my mare, a fancy new bridle, but I can't decide which one. (laughs) Oh, pick the shiniest. Um, Elizabeth said, <clears throat> this is funny. Currently, I just got back from an amazing trail ride and I'm sitting on my deck and I'm enjoying the view and I just want a glass of wine and all I have is a beer and my husband is mowing the pastures right now. So I can't send him to the store to get me some wine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually thought she was going to lean in the direction of like one day I was sitting outside. I was just enjoying and Chad mows by and I'm like, turn it off. It's too loud. The, you're destroying the peace.
0: <laughs> Speaking of mowing, I'm just going to interrupt here quick. Remember we were saying how people were posting nice things about Friday's show. Did you see Di- uh, Dana's post?
2: Oh, my God, where she was like, her husband <laughs> photographed her driving on the mower cackling. She was laughing
0: up. out loud in the picture, and it was apparently listening to our show the other day. So. That was awesome. I love that one. That's a commercial for Horse Radio Network right there.
2: Devin Horn, she says, I'm on holiday, which isn't she like...
0: She's in Iceland.
2: Oh, really? She went to Iceland by
0: herself. To She's badass.
2: She's just- yeah, she's really cool. Well, <laughs> she says that I'm on holiday and I don't want to have to pay to ride horses. When I have horses, I have to ride at home. Isn't that the truth, like you see go somewhere beautiful and i'm like they, they do trail rides chad be like why do you want to pay, ride a horse you can ride a horse at home because it's different <laughs> it's right <laughs> um kayla says i'm going to quarter horse congress next week and i don't even have a horse to get crazy good deals and shop for
0: oh that sucks yeah quarter yeah. horse congress have you ever been there Yes. Oh, my God. It's It's like shopping palooza.
2: Yeah, I bought a trailer at Congress.
0: Did you really? They have like a thousand there for sale.
2: That's why I went to (laughs) Quarter Horse Congress. It's not because of my serious interest in the Quarter Horse world. It was the shopping like you know like i don't <laughs> care who wins the amateur walk trot under 35
0: <laughs> boy they I, had I, more I horse trailers shop. than i've ever seen in any place and uh, yeah. they a lot of because western people do like their horse trailers start at like 100 grand i mean they're just like
2: <laughs> i did not buy one of those i bought a stock trailer that was steel because i was 20 and had no money. So, uh, but that was a place I could go. I lived in Lexington at the time. Um, so. Let's see. Lisa says, I'm looking for a good rider to ride both of my healthy, nice horses during my pregnancy for free, but I'm all out of teenagers and students who ride in my area.
0: <laughs> She's killed them all.
2: <laughs> I'm say, did they die? Yeah, did
0: that's what I was thinking. All? It's like, they've all fallen off.
2: <laughs> I promise they're nice and healthy. Why aren't you riding them? I'm pregnant. People can ride pregnant. Well, I don't want to die. <laughs> so. See, it's all full circle. Just kidding, Lisa. We love you. Um, TJ said, I was so proud of my horse Cash participating in his first EAL activity. What is that? EAL? Uh, I don't know. It looked like a trail kind of thing. Um, So it's a video of her horse going around doing great, she said. But he was um, a little too relaxed. And every photo and video of this horse walking around being led around these like trail things, his wiener is like... (laughs) Banging his belly every step. It's like, boom, bong. You can't not look. It's weird.
0: <laughs> By the way, EAL has a lot of meanings. And the first one is evidence analysis library. I that's doubt that's what you... Not that's this. definitely Keep Keep looking. Okay, i keep, keep looking.
2: looking. Um, Kaylee said... I know some people are Equine yelling.
0: assisted learning.
2: There you go. We should know. have
0: known that. We've had people on about that.
2: I know, but it's Monday morning. <laughs> um, Kaylee says, my boy tour... <laughs> Hey, can I I just love the fact that you call him a boy toy? My boy toy asked what I wanted for Christmas. So I gave him my list of horse things that I want. But now I'm super anxious he's going to buy the wrong thing. And also, I don't want to wait for Christmas. It's so hard. (laughs) (laughs) My boy toy. The Diane says the weather is gorgeous, but my boyfriend broke his leg so now i don't have, to have time to go riding because i have to like take care of him and do his chores around the house you know what he broke his leg what do you do that for it's ridiculous it's
0: usually used- the other way around isn't it you guys are the ones breaking parts yeah,
2: seriously like it'll come back around karma yeah. will come back you'll yeah. he- be taken care I, of it's soon. not
0: usually that way
2: Right. Elizabeth says last week was so rainy, so I barely got to ride. But now I have to spend this week with my significant other at his lake house.
0: (laughs) Tough life you have. (sighs) All right. That's one more and then we'll then we'll do the rest at the end.
2: Um, okay, this is perfect because we're going to go to an Equiderma guest here shortly. And uh, Flossie says, Equiderma just came out with Daily Defense product, except for they did it right after I ordered a boatload of their other products, which means now I have to pay shipping on just one bottle of Daily Defense. I mean, jeez.
0: I have to look that up. I don't know what Daily Defense is.
2: Yeah, check it out. I'll
0: have to look that up. All right. Very good. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about MagnaGuard and I will get our guest on the line.
2: Okay. Fantastic. Well, you may have heard of my, by the way, every horse that I have now is on MagnaGuard. It's MagnaGuard gastric support product. MagnaGuard helps prevent ulcers and other gastric issues, giving your horse the happy tummy he deserves. I have this horse that came in, Glenn, that is here because he was a uh, has bucked a couple of people off. And, um, so I started him on that immediately and he has, I mean, I'm amazing, so it's not just MagnaGuard, but he hasn't tried to buck me off yet. So I'm going to go with it's both of us that are amazing. (laughs) MagnaGuard helps calm horses in two ways. First, the magnesium is a natural calmer, and two, it helps the gut feeling great, keeps it feeling great, which allows horses to relax. When he goes home on Thursday, I will tell the person who owns him to to keep him on it because it does have a nice calming kind of idea and then also protects the tummy. So I give it to him before he is ridden. It contains important trace minerals. It's natural, can be fed continually. There's no negative side effects. And customers have reported healthier, shinier coats, less colics, healthier hooves, overall healthier horses, and a discount code of HRN gets them 15% off. EagleEcoin.com. It's a one-time use. Stock up HRN, 15% off. It's like it's free, people. If you're not satisfied, contact Econ- Equine- Eagle Ecoin Products for a full refund.
0: Well, coming up uh, as our first guest, we have an auditor of ours. She's been an auditor about a year, and as you all know, we love our auditors. Her name is Liz Van Warden, and she is a photographer, and I noticed that she was going to be doing a webinar on equine photography for beginners, and I thought, well, let's just have her on and see if she can give us some tips and some things about equine photography. So, hi, Liz. Hi. How long have you been photographing horses?
3: Well, that's been about twelve years now, ish.
0: And where, where did you always want to be a photographer, or is this something you fell into?
3: No, I always loved photography, but uh, when I had my first son, I started or I, I st- uh, became a stay-at-home mom. But I wanted to develop myself a little bit, so I started to get more into the photography business. So that's when I um, gained my uh, practice in those years. That was in two thousand. Well, 2013, I really started doing it extensively, but I bought my first really good camera in 2009.
0: So, would you, are, so now, are you doing horse shows now, or do you do private uh, contracts? How, how does that work?
3: I do both. So I, um, I am hired for events like uh, inspections and jumping uh, shows and dressage shows around Arizona. Um, And I also uh, do private
0: photo shoots of horses. Which do you prefer or do you just like them all?
3: Well, I really like the exhilaration of going to a show (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. and
3: especially the jumping shows. And I even even did some rodeos and I really like those to do that.
0: I I imagine if you're a photographer, a rodeo would be fun. There's so many cool shots you can get.
3: Oh my god, it's amazing! <laughs> Especially the barrel rangers when they go, they come around the barrel. That's like the terrific moment. Or when like the the, the bronco or the the bull is bucking really hard, and then to, to zoom in on the facial expressions of the cowboys, it's just
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like watching somebody about to fall off. in those on on. The Shite Inventors Facebook page, like, yeah, you probably sure. get some good, like, <laughs> gravity
0: shots.
3: I would be, I I would love to be hired for Shite center. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you probably That's could. <laughs> so, Liz. <laughs> You're doing, a, you're doing a webinar coming up that people can actually join you. And, and, you know, every one of us thinks we're a photographer, especially since smartphones. I mean, you know, we, we've all kind of thought we were photographers or wanted to be a good photographer. Most of us suck. Um, but smartphones have helped us all be a little bit better than we were before. But, uh, but I wanted to ask you, what are the three things that people get wrong with equine photography, specifically photographing horses?
3: Okay, so yeah, um, things that I often see online that, I, yeah, that immediately comes to mind when you ask me this question is that I really, really get like, itching everywhere when I see people posting the wrong movement moment. That's something I really think is such a pity and not necessary, like when you have like, certain moments in the trot and in the camper that, does, that don't make the horse look its best. And some people, they try to promote their horse, and then they post a moment that is not nice. That you go like, oh, no, don't post that moment. <laughs> it looks as if the horse is earthbound, it's built downhill, and doesn't have a lot of, like, shoulder freedom. And then it's such a pity. I'm like, oh, please don't do that.
0: It's such a pity. Liz, a you really would shoot horse. yourself if you saw the really bad ad pictures we go through every Friday. You <laughs> <laughs> With the no, hour. Really.
2: It would be like you would develop a twitch.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: like, well, yeah, I already have one, but because we're on radio now, you don't see it. We're not
0: doing it right now. <laughs> I think, by the way, I that most of those bad it. pictures were taken by us horse husbands because we don't know what part of a movement's good or bad. So.
3: Well, that's why you need to follow my webinar. I'm going (laughs) to tell you all about it. And I'm going to, I have like examples of the really bad moments. And then when I do my webinar, because I already did it three times, everybody's laughing on Zoom. (laughs) They're like, oh my gosh, I post this one all the time. I'm so embarrassed right now, Liz.
2: Oh (laughs) my gosh. So what's another thing that...
0: Keep,
3: oh, sorry.
2: About, yeah. you, you mentioned the webinar, yeah. and when I saw this, I was very interested, but I'm not going to be available at the time. Is, there, is it the webinar going to be available after the time, or do you have to sit there live?
3: Well, I wasn't planning on recording it because I don't have like the setup online to make it like mm-hmm. available with payments. That people people pay me afterwards and then just watch it by themselves. I, I but if I figure out how to do that,
0: I, I, I <laughs> might consider it. Yeah, that or <laughs> like,
3: that's fine with me. But yeah. you know, it's just uh,
0: and it is I coming up.
3: Probably just do it again.
0: It's October thirteenth at six p.m. If you're interested in doing that, we'll give you the we'll give the information on how to how to do all that. All right, you got two more things. Yeah. So one thing is wrong. Uh, we're doing it wrong because we're posting pictures oh, in the wrong part of the movement.
3: Yes, and another thing that I see a lot is that people stand in the wrong position. So they are like uh, at the back end of the horse, and then trying to make a picture of the horse's conformation. But what a lot of people don't realize is if you don't stand straight towards the horse, like at the at the height of his withers, just behind his withers, then you get like a distortion in the lens. So you get like the the the, the hind end, for example, if you stand more towards the hind end, then the hind end looks really large and the front end looks smaller especially if the horse turns its head away a little bit then you get like this tiny little head and this huge hind end and people will see like, hmm, that horse is, is not balanced in the conformation which is not true but that's a distortion of the position that you stand in as a photographer so all those things they matter and that's what I try to explain in my webinar and I show it with a lot of examples so people will see it for themselves like hey it does matter.
0: So it's better to be off the shoulder on the front end than off the butt on the back end?
3: Well, no. You should be right in the middle, actually. Right in the just middle. Just behind okay. the withers.
0: Okay.
3: Yep. And you should you should make sure that you're not too high either. Like, I'm six foot one. So if, I, if I'm photographing like a tiny horse and I stand straight up, then I'm basically looking down on the horse. And you'll see that in the picture. The horse will look smaller and the legs will look shorter. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just all about the angle that you photograph in, so...
0: All right. That makes sense. I'll show that in,
3: uh, yeah. And number three will be, I'm looking at my common mistake slide because I have a common mistake slide in my webinar. Um, yeah. What, what, what is also important is that you are photographing in the in the right order. So a lot of people, they um, start photographing, for example, writing first, and then they want to do free movement and some portraits. But if you start with writing, then your horse will be sweaty. And then a lot of people go like, oh, no, I have a saddle mark on my horse, and I'm going to do the confirmation shops." and how do I get the saddle mark away? And then you have helpers for only one hour, and everybody gets stressed because you can't get a saddle sweaty mark away really fast
0: normally on a horse. So
3: that matters. So you have to think about all these things. I have a whole list.
0: I would have never thought of that. I would have never exactly. thought of it. That. Yeah. <laughs>
3: (laughs) That's why it's a good webinar. I'm going to give you tips that you never thought about.
2: You thought,
0: hey, that's a good tip. Now, we've we've had, Liz, we've had photographers on here in the past, and one of the things they say, and, you know, we just had a photo shoot done when we were in Lexington, and it is amazing when somebody has expensive cameras and knows how to use them, how much better the photos come out. But most of us are not going to go out and spend $3,000 on a camera. We're not even going to spend $1,000 on a camera. We already have a $1,000 camera, and it's the form of our phone, right? Can you take... Really good pictures and videos with your phone.
3: Yes. Yes,
2: definitely. And Especially. go to the webinar and she'll tell you how, Glenn. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I, it, it sounds cheesy, but
3: it, it's all about like having practical knowledge. You just have to have the knowledge of what you need to look for, what you need to look at, what you need to take notice of before you start. There are so many practical things that you need to know and do during the photo shoot, that will make your pictures better. It's not just uh, your camera.
0: You know what else I noticed wow. when using when we were on a roadshow and I was using my phone, and I finally got started playing around with all the different settings on my phone camera that nobody ever looks at. They're amazing when you take a look at the 50 different settings we already have on our phone cameras, but nobody uses any of them.
3: And exactly. Like you have the portrait setting, for example, that you can actually really change... Um, your um, shutter speed and your um, aperture—you can change that in your phone. In Apple, I'm talking about Apple. Yeah. I don't know how it works with the Android phone. Yeah, we still have an Android too. Change.
0: Same thing. Yep, same thing. You know yeah. which one I I grew yeah. to love was the food uh, setting because it just makes food look wonderful, much better than it was in person. Yes,
3: they have certain lighting that they can that you could put on it. Now it's great. And I'm also, by the way, um, the videoing. I always do that with my iPhone. Really? Instead of yes, I video with my iPhone instead of with my big digital camera. Why is that? Yeah, I think the quality is better with my iPhone, and it's just much faster. Like if I put my my um, big camera, if I would put it on automatic, it would probably be better, but. I always have it on manual, so I can do all the settings myself, and that's just really, really hard to video it. So i just rather do it on my iPhone and make it easy for myself. My iPhone does all the work.
0: That's so cool. great. I'm, I'm so excited that you just said that. <laughs> so, Liz, yep. where, where can that's people go to find the uh, this, this seminar, and how can they sign up?
3: Well, I have a website. It's www.lizvanwarden.com. And it's on there. And then you can write me an email and ask about the webinar. And I'll uh, I'll tell you everything how to sign up, and I'll send the Zoom link. But I um, do most of my promotion through Facebook. So I have a Facebook page, Liz Van Warden Photography, and they will be able to find me there.
0: And we'll put a link, um, we'll put those links in our show notes as well for today's episode. So if you just scroll to your show notes on your player, you can click right through to them. Thank you, Liz. And thank you for being a listener and an auditor. We appreciate it. (laughs)
3: You're welcome. Thank you for calling in.
0: All right, there you go. You know, I feel so much better about my cell phone now.
2: you there's hope for you yet there is hope for you (laughs) i gotta
0: tell you when i do the videos with my cell phone the i have the s10 samsung uh, samsung x10 and everybody on the trip said oh my god those videos are good this thing is a good video camera i think it's a little bit better than the iphone the iphone however in the what is it the 13 they're up to now or whatever the new one that just came out that's gonna
2: uh it's the iphone 42
0: yeah, pretty much. The new yeah. one that came out is supposed to have improved their camera significantly. So it's almost up to the Samsung now. Uh, so there there you go. But I think the new one's like $1,400 or something ridiculous. It's, it's really it's up It's a there.
2: mini computer in your pocket. Like, yeah. I mean, it's
0: just... You do all of your video on... Now, do you do most of your video on the phone now? Or you, you use your new GoPro type thing?
2: Um, I, I've been doing all of the, I do most, it's just cause the phone's in my pocket. Yeah. You know, like to the, the GoPro thing, or not the GoPro, the, uh, Pivo and all these, that, that, that requires setup. And usually I'm like, we got to go. We got to go. We got next next, next, next. You know, so I've always just pop, pull it up. And of your my videos look and, great.
0: I mean, it really does make a difference. But
2: I, you can't talk to me on the phone, but I can sure make a video.
0: <laughs> <laughs> iPhones are terrible for phone calls. Great computers. <laughs> All right. Let's go to our Equiderma guest of the week. And I did look it up. It is a new product and it's their dry shampoo. It's called the Daily Defense. It's their dry shampoo. So uh, there you go. Learn something new yeah. today.
2: I would like to welcome our Equiderma guest of the week, Tara Davis. Tara is um in Northern California, based around the Redwoods, and and your photos and everything that you have on your Instagram is absolutely beautiful, Tara. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here today.
2: So tell us a little bit about what you do and what is the unbridled goddess.
1: Well, I always have to preface my name by saying that the unbridled goddess is named for my muse, who is my Andalusian mare, Misa, and she is my unbridled goddess and everything that I do here is a testament to her and everything that she's taught me. And basically what I do here is just work with uh, a variety of horses, uh, rehab horses, and um... Uh, horses with of clients of mine, and and uh, we just work to develop a better connection together, and work through any previous history and trauma that they've had in order to help them become healthy, happy partners.
2: Now, so, so basically, you you're a horse trainer. What is different about what you do, uh, and and the the teachings of the herd that I've read about? <laughs>
1: So, my focus as a horse trainer is to develop a force free connection with the horses. So, one where they have autonomy to say yes or no, participate, and everything that we accomplish together is something done as a partnership with no force. So, I base a lot of my work in positive reinforcement. And um, developing, basically the, the process of developing autonomy in the horse is giving them, say no, and and accepting, really, really accepting that on a deep level until they understand that they okay. have to participate.
2: I have heard of this autonomy horse training letting the horse say no. So say you're going to a horse show and you want to load the <laughs> horse in the trailer and the horse is like, no. What do you do?
1: <laughs> well there the basis of this is really getting to the root of preparing your horse so that they can happily say yes and one thing that i've really discovered has been when you take the time to prepare them and give them many opportunities to say no as much as they want that they really happily say yes so my my experience actually i get this question a lot and my experience has been that i haven't had to deal with that yet <laughs> because I really take it super slowly with the horses and break it down into pieces in which they feel comfortable with so that they feel very confident in almost any situation. And what I really try to do is just not put them in situations where they need to say no. Um, and so that would look like, you know, if we're prepping to go to a show, making sure that they have all of the background necessary to, um, be really prepared for every step along the way including me not necessarily being fully present because we all know how when we're preparing for a show sometimes things get a little hectic Um, but the other thing that's really great about the the training that we do is we create really resilient horses so these horses are capable of facing adversity and not being very bothered by it because they do have such a strong confidence so in emergency situations, um, you know, and I, I have had several of those. You know, whether it's evacuation for fire, or you know, needing to go to an emergency vet visit, or if you're at the vet and you need X-rays or something like that, being able to, you know, say no, actually, this time we we have to do it because it's for your better good, and they're totally prepared for that and they're perfectly fine with that. Like I've never had any sort of blow up situation. In fact. They, whenever I go to the vets or, you know, work with farriers, they always comment on, wow, these are the easiest horses I've ever worked with.
2: What if, what if one of them had some flashback issues with shoeing and all of a sudden it said, no, I, like, like say the, the horse puts its foot like from the top of the hoof stand and then drops it down. Is that a no? Or is that like, what do you, what constitutes a no? I guess I'm curious. <laughs> well,
1: um, it definitely depends, and we work a lot on on being able to read their body language before they have to say no. And so, for instance, like if we were working with a farrier, and you start to see that they've been um, they have some sort of flashback or something has triggered their fear response, then um, we horses are so generous with their um, expression, and they tend to really tell you long before they end up saying like, "I can't do this anymore. I'm checking out." So our main focus in working with the horses is being able to really read their body language so that we can better prepare them. So for instance, like if we're working with a farrier and something happens that triggers some old, you know, trauma, like I've had some horses who have had to be, um, people have hobbled them in the past for, for farriery and that sort of stuff where they really freak out and say something happens and, you know, a rope goes around their leg and they get a flashback towards um, being hobbled and, not being prepared for that properly. Um, We would read their body language ideally before de-escalate the situation, return to something like we love to use um, touchstone exercises. So exercises that they're really confident in, such as targeting. So you can ask them to target your hand or you can ask them to target the scary object. And a lot of times that diffuses the, the kind of rising fear response. And then we can go back to what we were doing before. And so it's basically like, if you were working with a toddler, it would be like saying, okay, we're going to take a few breaths here and then we're going to continue along. And so it kind of just diffuses that situation so that we don't escalate it into something further. Um, How patient is your farrier that will sit there and go through (laughs) all that with you? Well, the great thing is that by the time I, uh, by the time I have a farrier out, which, you know, depending on the situation, uh, I've already done a ton of work with the horses to prepare them for the professionals coming out. And so There's, I think I've had one instance where the horse really had a lot of trauma around farriery, who had clearly had had a very uh, bad situation with farriery before. And it just took one session with my farrier, who is an absolute saint, and I adore them so much. Um, And it just takes a few moments of like being able to install some, some of those touchstone exercises around the farrier. And honestly, it's usually gosh, it might take an extra five minutes, but for the most part, it really is. um, Once you kind of make the full switch and a full lifestyle of it, it really doesn't take that much longer. And then once they're confident with it, I mean, I have my stallion here who gets um, therapeutic shoes and he'll be standing ground tied, you know, five feet away from the mares and getting like a heat gun torching the bottom of his foot and glue on shoes and all of these things and he just stands there perfectly happy because he's been super well prepared for it and you know, like I said, most of the professionals we work with comment on, like, wow, these are such well-balanced horses. Not to
2: be whatever, but Different he's difficult. also he's also an Andalusian, and they're, like, possibly the greatest horses ever. I have a two-year-old that oh, I'm God. so excited to start. Oh, my God. <laughs> all so, right, yeah, you guys. Yeah.
0: I, I hear all of this. and The first thing I thought of was one chocolate cake would work for me as my distraction. So <laughs> exactly. I think that Touch would be— Touch the cake, Glen.
2: No, no, no. Don't <laughs> think about the shot that's coming. Touch the cake
0: <laughs> with your nose. Eat the cake. That would be good. Eat the cake. i will say we just did a section it's so funny that you're on now because we just had a guest on talking about equine photography and i'm on your your instagram page which has a bazillion followers and it's because <laughs> somebody knows how to shoot pictures over there at your farm up there plus you live near the redwoods in california that doesn't hurt and either. she
2: has andalusians like, it's and like she, the
1: total package and the house oh, is I have the best situation <laughs> is your
0: house that is incredible the wood house is that yours
1: that's, my, that's mine. That's our house up here.
0: <laughs> God, that's so beautiful. I love that thing. Uh, so, <laughs> Thank
1: you. My partner and I built it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, everybody dreams of having a house like that. At least we do. We've always oh, dreamed yeah. about living in a log cabin. And then I saw your house and went, oh, look at that. And then the redwoods, too. Well, uh, if people want to find out where you're at and see your pictures, where do they go?
1: They can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Unbridled Goddess. And I have a website uh, com.
0: Well, and I'm looking at these pictures and you know some of your horses are white. I mean not even uh-huh. gray, they're white. Um, and you know to keep white horses pretty for pictures you have to use uh, so you have to use some serious stuff. so what do you use?
1: Well, for the longest time I would use tons of um, bluing shampoos and then I discovered the Equidermal line of shampoo and conditioner and let me tell you. On my beautiful ranch here, we also have red clay soil. So especially in the summer when it gets dusty.
0: <laughs> yeah, white horses uh, love that. They love red clay. Oh,
1: <laughs> they really do, especially my gray horses. So my gray horses, which as you commented, they're lovely and white. They <laughs> are pretty, they look like roans, like nice strawberry roans during the summer. And I'll tell you that the Equiderm Shampoo specifically has been the best thing for removing all of that uh, deeply embedded dirt and dust and sweat and it makes cleaning so much easier so uh, I've actually stopped using the bluing shampoo on my grays and I really just use the Equiderma shampoo and conditioner and just find it leaves them super glowy and beautiful and they don't even the stains just lift right off it's so great.
0: Well and I, I do know that you have flies there still so do you use the Equiderma fly spray too horse spray?
1: I do. Yeah. And this past weekend, actually, we had a clinic here with a wonderful body worker. And we had recently just had some rain, thank goodness, as it's put out all the fires and it's really been helpful and everything's turning green again. But it made this wild hatch of flies and bees and all sorts of little bugs and it was driving the horses nuts. So I had my Equiderma fly spray on the side of the arena, and every horse that came in, I'd missed them all down, and I missed it myself, and I missed it the body worker, and we just had a fly free weekend. It was so great.
0: I will say this. My uh, I have a hackney pony, and we live in Florida, so you know, we have every bug that has ever been invented. Oh, God. Yeah. So um, but he gets bugged by mosquitoes and flies and everything else. And but he's also very sensitive in the skin. So if you get this spray, and I've read this a couple people who use it, if you get this spray and you have a sensitive horse? Just cut it in half. Add half water, and Ooh. it's just as effective. It works great on him. We use it. That's the only thing we use on him. And cutting it in half didn't affect his skin at all. So. Keep oh, that in great. mind for sensitive skinned horses. You can cut this, and we do we do that. Plus, Ooh, hey, look, it lasts know. twice as long. <laughs> so yeah. there's that's that too.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I could always use that.
0: <laughs> okay, great. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Tara. We appreciate it. You can find her at Unbridled Goddess on Instagram, and also unbridledgoddess.com is the website. And uh, you can find all the Equiderma products at Equiderma.com. You all know that. So go out and buy a whole bunch of them. You know, I know a lot of our listeners just go on there and they buy like, one or two of everything so that they get it all in one shipment. It costs less to have it chipped that way. So go buy one of everything at (laughs) Equiderma.com. Thank you, Tara. Thank you. So that is our guests for today. Her place is beautiful. I love that house. <laughs> We've always I wanted mean, to live in a log cabin.
2: <laughs> put Andalusians in the redwoods. Yeah.
0: Come on. It's <laughs> yes, with a log cabin, and you're good to go. Um, so, And also, somebody that has tried the new dry shampoo, let us know, and we'll, we'll talk about that, too. We have to finish something. I won't play it again, but let's finish up a question, First World Problems.
2: Oh, see, I was waiting for the buzzer, the sounder. I'm not trained for this. (laughs) Um, Okay. Robin said, I was the only one in my division at this weekend's horse show. So I was counting on bringing home the blue ribbon as long as I didn't get eliminated. Mind you, Robin is an adult. Okay. But I get it. She said, then as they were giving out the awards, they announced they had combined the horse And the pony and the mini divisions. Because
0: they all had one. since
2: each one only had one competitor, which means I got third. Oh, no, Robin. (gasps) That is crap. (laughs) Y'all just don't be. They're just being cheap with the blue ribbons. Ridiculous. Usually, but I could have tried harder. I thought I was by myself and I was just letting my horse school. That would infuriate (laughs) me. Olivia just asked uh Olivia said I just asked my husband what what is our hashtag equestrian first world problem and his response was we have too many <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's a true horse husband for you. I love that guy. Uh,
2: She said, I (laughs) can't roll my eyes any harder. Uh,
0: (laughs) Is he wrong? She didn't say he was
2: wrong. Well, I mean, you know, husbands have different opinions of what actually (laughs) is a problem and what isn't. Uh, Jessica says, my horse only likes Uncle Jimmy's squeezy bun treats. That's literally the only treat he will eat. I've tried peppermint's. Carrots, apples, other random tack shop treats. Nope. So now I have to special order treats just for him since I used my last one today. Yup. That's a problem. (laughs) Uncle Jimmy's. It's, it's, it, but I know what you're talking about because it's a racehorse, you know, a former racehorse and they don't get treats. And so sometimes you try to give them a uh, something to eat, like just have a little snack, you know, I'll put a carrot in the bucket and I come back and the carrots, like I'll rot in the bucket the next day.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, Nigel had that same problem. He's a thoroughbred. He had the same problem. He wouldn't, he just wouldn't eat the normal snacks that other horses eat, carrots, yeah. apples, nothing. And now he does, but it took him a long time.
2: Yeah. No, but the squeezy buns are amazing because they do, they do love them. Um, Aaron says, I started a new amazing job last week, but it's seriously infringing on my saddle time. And it's right in the middle of foliage season. Gotta ride under those leaves. Uh Sherry said last fall my new wheeling Philly was by far the youngest under Barn and the first baby there in a long time. And she's only a yearling now, but two six-month-olds just came in. And now she's not only the little darling anymore. She's now turned into a mean girl who had to move to the old guy's paddock because she was bullying the new babies. Oh my God. <laughs> I could totally see just that. Way now. too much
0: drama there. <laughs>
2: They are all like coming in the new young horses. And then she's like, Excuse me, I am the most popular here. I'm going to be mean to them. I can totally see it. Uh, Rochelle says, I finally saved enough money to buy a Western saddle for my extra, extra wide gelding. But now I can't decide if I want to ride him English or Western.
0: Both. You can ride them both. That's allowed.
2: Yeah, but she's has God saved up the money to buy one saddle, uh, so her drama is what uh, do gotcha. I do? I can't you. help you there. I yeah,
0: can't help you. No, Rodley. I, yeah, I pity her uh, more husband.
2: <laughs> I have this horse that's currently in training, and his back is so strange. Like his scapulas are higher than his withers. He's very oddly shaped. My my vet looked at him and said he is. Wow, that's anatomically incorrect. And I was like, yes, it is. And so I've been having issues with trying to find a saddle that fits these giant or wide shoulders and so i'm having to ride him in a western saddle and now everybody's like why are you riding western and now i'm like i'm only riding western because it fits him better like uh whatever people (laughs) uh jane said forward my horse is just too forward just think go and he turns it on how am i ever gonna develop strong legs (laughs) you know what you can come ride Peter.
0: I was going <laughs> to say there'd be a lot of offers horse. for there.
2: <laughs> yeah, Paige said I spend more. I I spent more time shopping for human hair product for braiding my horse's mane than I did shopping for groceries at Publix today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, April said we have this feral kitten and he's no longer feral and he likes to hang out while I work or drink wine. I do not need another cat, but now I don't know what to name him. And I said (laughs) you should name him Jamie's new kitten because that's the stinking cutest kitten ever. Chad, can we have a kitten? Uh, (laughs) Didn't you you just get
0: like 85
2: chickens? Oh, yeah. Well, again, if (laughs) if if I teach anyone, no one. I mean, he's on to it now, so I can talk about it in front of him. But I sent him a picture of Lucas with a baby chick. And uh, I said, uh, I can't go to the feed store with the child anymore because he, he he we're we're a mess together. He's like, we should get baby chicks. And I'm like, yes, we should.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, this is an eight-year-old. Like, you usually say, no, dear, we're not getting that today.
2: No, I'm like, <laughs> well, I think that's a very person, perfectly reasonable thing to ask for. <laughs> on a random Saturday in the feed store. So he's like, I said, Why don't you pick one out and so he picks one and he is like, okay, um, this is good. And I was like, no, it needs friends. And so I ended up getting 10 total. Um, because there was like five in this one box and I wanted four of them, but then I couldn't leave the other one alone. And then like, I need some of the other ones. They're like, all of a sudden I have 10 chickens. So I sent tech Chad, a text of Lucas with the baby chick. And he goes, Oh God, how many
0: <laughs> he does. He's so,
2: I said only, babe, seriously, only 25.
0: You know, he knows that the first text he gets from you, no matter what the topic, is not the whole story.
2: It's garbage. It's not a lie. It's garbage.
0: But it's not the whole story. (laughs) It's, It's just part, and in your case, it's just a teeny weeny little piece of the whole story.
2: Well, I said, babe, I only got 25. And of course, At first, he's like 25, and I think for a second, he thinks there's 25, and I was like, JK, only 10. You did it. You
0: did it. You did that thing you do.
2: I I put a (laughs) screenshot of it on the auditor's page, and I said, ladies, remember your training. This is what we come here for. You guys, you do never, never say I only got ten. And they'd be like, ten. No, say I only got twenty-five. And they would be like, twenty-five, just kidding. Ten. And all of a sudden ten doesn't sell. How much was the horse? Babe, it was only four thousand dollars. Four thousand dollars, <laughs> just kidding. Only two thousand. Like, come on. This is what this is what I'm here for, is to help you guys. Okay. How many
0: chickens do you have now? Or were a lot of the other ones gone by predators oh, no. at this point? Oh, no.
2: Remember, we had a massacre because of the oh, former right, uh, yes, house sitter. Right, and yes. so I'm down to just like three.
0: Oh, well, you needed chickens. There was no clue. Oh, that's needed, yeah. That's, thank you. I'm with you here.
2: Of course, at the feed store, I was like, are these girls or boys? Are they mixed? And he was like, I don't know. Okay. I'm like, well, take 10.
0: <laughs> he knows
2: about 10.
0: What about the rest? When are you going to tell them?
2: There's only 10. There's oh, only 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Today. Um, okay. <laughs> moving on. Uh, Sandy, and this is a, you need a picture of this because it's awesome. She said, a very good friend at my barn purchased a large, beautiful, healthy mum, which is a giant plant, as a surprise, and she put it in front of my horse's stall so I would see it as soon as I got to the barn. He saw it first. And it is a beautiful giant plant that has been destroyed. Don't <laughs> put plants in front of your horse's stall. Oh my God. It's a great and the horse looks so innocent, like he's just sticking his head on stall like what? And Lunch. it's just dirt and like leaves everywhere in a broken pot. Um Lisa said we are in lockdown L3. So I'm not allowed to school at the arena across the road, and our paddocks are super wet. So the only place I can ride my horse right now is the beach.
0: (laughs) That's tough. That's hard. She must be in Australia or something. I'm gonna hit her. (coughs) Yeah, she is.
2: Uh that was it. That was the last one. Thank you everybody for submitting your equestrian first world problems. I'm sorry for the ones I didn't get to. I didn't know we had so many problems, but stick around because we about to have a post-show.
0: Hey, uh, you, uh, so you notice something? We get them from Australia. We get them from England. Yet, Sweden is the number one podcasting listening place. We have a ton of listeners in Sweden, and none of them seem to have any problems.
2: They don't have any problems. You're right.
0: Why do we you never right. hear about any problems with Sweden? Awesome. It's like the perfect Brilliant. place
2: new zealand because i had some uh, i actually had one come in canada from england that is a real problem like that and, and and to be fair lisa's is sort of a real problem and then we had another one from england and that's a real problem and i try to just post the first one problems but hers was so funny that i had to post it but it is amazing but again sweden crickets
0: yeah well they're because they're, it's perfect they're all beautiful so the pretty, horses are perfect and I, their husbands are just so accepting of the horses that they never complain. Know,
2: we don't hear a lot from Canada either. And they're number two most listened that's to That's because they're country. all nice.
0: They're just nice. and
2: they, they, That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like Canadians don't have a problem. They have free health care. Everybody's nice. And everybody likes each other.
0: <laughs> yeah. They just never complain. At least our listeners in Canada.
2: Right? They don't complain. Y'all need to start complaining. Come on. <laughs>
0: We'll see y'all. Take care. We'll be back uh, on, well, we'll be back here tomorrow with the Horse Illustrated episode of Horses in the Morning. Then Jamie and I will be back here on Wednesday. Uh, we will have a post show for the auditors today. So hang around for that and uh, have a good one.
2: Spay geld, everybody.